0: PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. It seems there is always something to worry about, something to be afraid of in life. And on this week's PDPW podcast, we examine two of our unwanted relatives that visit us on a regular basis. We're talking about Cousin Worry and Uncle Fear. The first of a two-part talk with dairy farmer, motivational speaker and leadership trainer, Hank Wagner.
1: If you realize that this podcast is not for you, you don't struggle with uh, the topic that we're going to be talking about, great. Just check it off as not a podcast for you, but realize that there may be somebody else, there's likely somebody else that is in desperate need of what I'm going to share on this podcast.
0: So, this podcast today. Is
1: titled, Cousin Worry and Uncle Fear. And like I said, for some of you, you maybe don't deal with this, and it's not a big deal, but I've seen people in my life, I've been one of those people who have been devastated, really struggled with this particular topic. When I think of worry, there's one particular person that, that comes Top of mind. And it's a lady that Pam and I had the opportunity to spend time with, actually, a lot of time with her and her husband, Don. Both of them have passed away for many years now. They grew up or lived in the city of Chicago where they didn't have a lawn. Everything was brick and concrete around them. And they owned a small cabin in our neighborhood, in our community, just a few miles away, actually out in the woods and they would come up every single weekend and and just enjoy the beauty and tell us how lucky and how fortunate and how blessed we were to be able to live in an area like this out in the country instead of the uh, sea of concrete that they lived in. Well, anyway, Jane was a chronic worrier. She was a lovely lady, a sweet lady who would do anything for anyone. But she was a chronic worrier. She worried about everything. And we often reminded her that there was no need for her to worry about all of those things. But for some reason, she not only allowed that chronic worry to be a part of her life, she expected it. She would say things like, I guess that's just who I am. She would worry about you know, some things that the rest of us worry about, weather and finances or things like that, but she would worry about if people liked her. She would worry about if she was gonna make something to eat, if if people were gonna like it, or if it was gonna turn out okay. She worried about everything. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be this way. And And we continually told Jane that, and I remember on one of her birthdays, You've maybe heard the song, and just to help you maybe remember and maybe revisit it. It's not just a funny message, but there's some truths in the song connected to the negative consequences about worry. And a, f- a friend of mine and I dressed up in some costumes and got the lyrics and the music for the song, and we... we acted out this song for Jane for her birthday. And I'm just telling you it, it it was the best birthday present she ever could have had. So it's a song Don't Worry Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. I'm sure you've all heard it. Check it out. Uh, go to YouTube, give it a play. As you're thinking about this topic of cousin worry and uncle fear. Don't worry be happy. I'm a positive guy, okay? Most of you, any of you who knows anything about me, knows that I try to be positive. I believe the best about people. I'm always looking for the positive angle. I stay away from, from negative things and, and negative people. So that's part of the reason why I've really struggled with bringing about this podcast on this topic. Because it's a fairly negative topic. Fear and worry can bring us to our knees. I know it because I've experienced it and I've seen plenty of other people experience it. And being on our knees is not necessarily a bad place to be.
0: There's also a few positive things
1: that can come out of worry. And some of that is Fear and worry can also motivate us or, or drive us to open doors of courage and determination. So we have choices to deal with worry, and I'm going to talk about that further down the line. And it's my expectation that this podcast is going to turn into a two-part one just because there's too much to cover on this very important topic in one podcast and keep it at the length that PDPW strives to be in. So sometimes I realize we need to discuss, we need to talk about, we need to be aware of some negative things in our lives so we can eliminate or at least limit the potential negative consequences related to them. Unfortunately, there's times we need to teach our children about them. For example, now in today's culture, and today's world, we need to teach our children about trust that trust is important, that trust is is one of the the foundational principles in long, successful, and strong relationships. Yet at the same time, there's the negative aspect of trust and that we can't trust everybody today. So we've got to teach them and, and train them to be able to distinguish between those relationships and those people where trust should be in action and where trust needs to be used to stay away from some people. So this is, this is a, a really important topic that is somewhat negative. I understand that. But we need to talk about it.
0: So I looked up in the dictionary, fear.
1: And it gave a description from a the standpoint of looking at it as a noun. And this is what it says. An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain,
0: or is a threat. Now the most
1: important word in all of that description is belief. And I'm going to read that again. An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat. And we're going to talk about this a little bit further along. It's about a belief, not facts, but a belief. Now it also gives a definition for fear in in the form of a verb. And it says to be afraid of, someone or something as likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatening. Now that's not, I guess, a really big difference between the noun version. What what really caught my attention is they gave an example of the verb version of fear. They said, for example, farmers fear that they will lose business. Now I, I know most of us on listening to these podcasts are in agriculture or connected to agriculture in some way, and it just kind of took me back that that whoever put this dictionary together decided to use that as an example. Farmers fear that they will lose business. Anyway, worry is like paying interest on something we may never own. It's a belief. It tricks us into thinking about and visualizing the worst possible outcome, rather than the best possible outcome. Now remember, we're not talking about
0: facts. We're talking about a belief. We're talking about
1: our thinking. Those are things that we have control over. Those are things that we can do something about. Or in other words it's very possible that a significant amount of the fear and worry that we deal with in our life is not only able to be controlled by us,
0: but we're actually causing it. And we're going to talk about that further a little bit down the line.
1: So this pain that they're talking about or referring to can be something small and irritable that is always there, yet not life-threatening. Like, for example, if you have a a small, a really tiny, small pebble in your shoe. And if it was there all the time, if you couldn't take your shoe off and dump out that tiny little pebble, but it was there all the time. You know how, how annoying and how uncomfortable that small little pebble can be when it's stuck in our shoe all the time. And for some people, that's what fear or worry is like in our lives. Or it can be something that has the
0: power to totally consume our lives if we allow it. I know fear and worry are robbing people of peace and contentment. Cousin worry and
1: uncle fear are killing people's ability to experience joy, happiness, hope, and love. Worry and fear can destroy, can can completely destroy our ability to live out all of the potential that is within every single person.
0: Now there's a really long list
1: of fears or phobias. Some of them are really common, and I'm sure you will recognize them. Uh, They may not be some that you deal with, but you're aware that many people do. Fear of dying or the fear of death is, is on the list for a lot of people, high on the list. Maybe somewhat surprising, the fear of public speaking is oftentimes extremely high on the list, and I can so relate to that one. And anybody who knows my humble background in relationship to public speaking will appreciate that I'm speaking from experience when, when I say there can be tremendous fear surrounding public speaking.
0: It might be fear of heights, but there's also
1: a number of rather unusual or unique phobias or fears that people deal with that. Uh, are somewhat serious or can be somewhat serious for those people. For example, a fear of birds. My son-in-law, Tyler, he's a tough guy, he's an athlete, he's, he's strong, he can do just about anything. And yet the guy is afraid of seagulls. He's out working in the field picking stones and seagulls come by, he's gone. Big strong guys, scared of seagulls. But there's other people
0: who have a fear of chickens. There's some people who have a fear of birds, beards, or clouds.
1: It's surprising over the last number of years, and I'm not sure why this has happened, but I personally know people who are afraid or extremely fearful of clowns. So there's... A number of consequences or problems associated with these fears. Worry and fear can keep us from doing something positive or important. We can be stuck in our homes and and unwilling to go and do something because of a fear of being among people. We may be so afraid of public speaking that we are unable to share some of the wisdom and knowledge and gifts and talents that are within us. This worry and fear are, are uh, strongly linked to things
0: like rejection.
1: There's many, many, many consequences connected to us allowing these fears to live in our lives. We may not apply for another job because out of fear that we think that we're not good enough. We think that somebody's going to say no or that we, we will never be able to live up to the expectations. We n- may not try a new food or a new
0: restaurant. We may
1: refuse to travel. I know people who refuse to travel in any form because of fears associated with it. Some people will never fly on a plane. I know people who, who never go and visit. Loved ones who are far away because it's too far to drive and they're too
0: afraid to fly on a plane.
1: Some of our worries and our fears may not just cause that annoying pain or or the the, the crippling uh, thoughts associated with it, but it also prevents some of the blessings, some of the good things that should be happening in our lives. It can also keep us from Taking steps that, that can be positive things. For example, when it comes to fears related to health, we may not go for a physical as often as we should or ever because we're afraid, we're worried, or fearful of what the doctor might tell us. We may not want to get a mammogram or a colonoscopy or a, or a prostate test or some other health test that that can be proactive in catching things, and and all because we're afraid or fearful of what the results may be. Health experts have defined 10 impacts on our health related to fear and worry. Number one is an inability to relax. I'm sure we've all experienced this. When there's something going on in our life that we're fearful or worried about, it's hard to go to sleep. It's hard to have good sleep. Number two, anxiety and panic. Depending on the level of fear and worry in our lives, oftentimes that level of anxiety or panic is, is extremely connected to fear and worry. It weakens our immune system. Number four, it sharpens survival instincts. You've heard when we get backed into a corner, when people get backed into a corner, and I think it's the same with animals, we choose to fight or we choose flight. We choose to run. Now you may think that this can be a positive or a negative, and yeah, I suppose if we get backed into a corner and it forces us to choose to fight, maybe that's not always a bad thing. But if we're always in that mode, Either fighting or fleeing because of fear and worry, it's not what's supposed
0: to happen. It can bring about depression. And, of course, connects all of the other phobias are drawn in, and there's a long list of them
1: Our health experts have dominated, or, or have documented heart damage associated with chronic worrying. And fear. It brings about, number eight, a lack of confidence. Number nine, and I kind of already touched on this one a little bit it causes us to miss out on good things in our life. And number 10:
0: it worsens memory.
1: Our brain is too busy dealing with all of the thoughts and, and things associated with worry and fear that it doesn't leave space or
0: time to remember the good thoughts, the good
1: things. We live in a very fast-paced world that is now available to us 24-7. When anything bad happens anywhere in the world, we have people, organizations, and businesses that get paid a lot of money to make sure that we know about
0: every single one of them. We have social media that connects us to our friends
1: all over the world who are also quick to point out all of the negative things that they see or are experiencing in their lives or in their community, their little piece of the world. And now we have not just 24 7 news to be concerned about,
0: but we have fake news
1: which are almost always stories and lies about negative things. Why is it that there's not this overflowing cup of news connected to positive things? It's an unfortunate part of our current daily lives. But it's also no wonder why fear and worry are becoming more controlling in the lives of people. And unfortunately, I know you're saying, well, Hank, you know what? I'm getting more discouraged and more depressed as you're going through. This is true. It's real. I understand. But this doesn't sound very uplifting or very positive, and I know I get it. I understand. That's part of the reason why I struggled with whether I should talk about this on a podcast or not. There's no vaccine. There's no pill we can get. Yes, there's pills to to put a Band-Aid on things like depression. But there's not pills or, or a vaccine or anything to that we can take or swallow
0: to prevent worry or fear. So we need to be careful. We need to watch out for worry and for fear. But we need to also watch out for the spreaders. For people
1: who are out there planting fear and worry. It might be people, it might be books, it might be magazine, could be TV, could be news in whatever form you receive it in. Yes, there are people and organizations and businesses out there that will use tactics to intentionally create thoughts of worry and fear to get you to do certain things, even to the extent of complete
0: control over you. And I'm not
1: about to go into any deep accusations about politics, critical race theories, mass vaccines, conspiracy theories, or any of the other negative events plaguing our current world. Some or all of those things are active in our lives in one way or another.
0: But there's good news.
1: The good news is that we don't have to allow those things to dominate or to control our thinking or our lives. Now here's the part where we take a turn. We've discussed the significance of cousin worry and uncle fear and the potential connections to the negative consequences in our lives. And you're probably already asking the question, okay? Hank, I get it. I understand. It's real. I I may deal with it myself or I at least know somebody personally who really struggles with this one. Here's the $100,000 question. Can we do anything about it?
0: And if so, what? And because of time, that's going to be in the next podcast. So until then, start to be a little bit more
1: aware of how this may or may not be impacting your life or potentially lives connected to you. And we'll bring some positive steps, at least eight of them, that you can do to deal with this potentially devastating enemy.
0: look forward to next week's conclusion of Cousin Worry and Uncle Fear with dairy farmer and leadership trainer Hank Wagner, president of Wagner Farms and author of the book Teachable Moments. And our thanks to you for joining us today. Be sure to check out archive podcasts at pdpw.org.